Hello, this is Charlotte Rabbi, and welcome to the Knobbly Knees podcast, where we discuss whatever. Okay, so today's guest is... Say your name. <laughs> Jess. You need to be a bit louder. Jess. Jess. Ika. Jess. Okay, just Jess. <laughs> um, and she is my biological sister <laughs> stepsister stepsister um sisters by birth lovers by choice <laughs> um and yeah so you're in year seven yeah you need to speak properly yeah you're in year seven yeah and Generally speaking, your sevens have quite a bad reputation. Thanks a lot. I'd warned you about this before you before you moved into your seven. I'll be in your eight soon. Don't worry. So, how do you? If that's better. How has your seven been for you? Yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> this is just this like is, every other year. Oh, it hasn't felt any different being in secondary mean, school. I mean, I guess it's harder, but like I'll get used to it. It's just harder. Like, is that it? Was what, it what, what, what do you want to say? What, I what's know. the difference between like primary school and secondary school? What um, you, were there, what was the clear? What was the biggest shock when you moved? Um, I mean, uh, I guess I get homework now. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> is that the biggest shock you got homework? No, I guess. Um, new subjects i guess cool well that's yeah. great i don't know you're you're a rubbish guess okay but have you ever have you so i told you all the bad stuff that people think about your sevens yeah. already um do you feel as if like you were treated in a do you like when you were in like, when you're in school do you feel as if like everyone hates you i mean no You don't feel as if, like, oh, they're looking down on you because you're year seven? I mean, maybe, but I don't take notice of them because, you know, they're just a bit kooky. Kooky? Kooky in their own way. Wow. I know, right? What What do you think about year sevens? Do you agree with the stereotype? I mean, what, the stereotype being that they're a bit and like, <laughs> like what did i tell you what like what do you, what what do you know about the idea of year seven Tell they think they think they're nose and that sort of thing yeah i mean i mean some people are like just like you know you know <laughs> i mean i mean i hate the idea that people think they're cooler than um others just because like they have friends with the other years like there's this girl in my year who has like a cousin in year eight and like she thinks she's so cool and like because she has a cousin in year eight yeah and like she's friends with all of those guys oh my god that's so cool that's so cool and then like and she's my she well she used to be my form like i'd sit with her during like form time and then every other lessons and so i guess like she was okay I mean, she's a bit of a dum-dum, but, you know. So I'm guessing you're not going to get your friends to listen to this then? 
Oh, <laughs> damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I won't get her to listen to it. I'm not that close with her, so. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Whoa, she's <laughs> spilling the tea No, here. but now, no, on Friday, um, my head of year, who's also my geography teacher, he changed our seating plan, this little dip, <laughs> and, um, and I'm sitting next to one of... Oh, Oh, this, I hate this. this. Is bringing up real trauma here. She's like in agony now. Like the guy I sit next to, he's like the dumbest of like he's super dumb, and he's like he's like one of those kids, you know, like when the teacher leaves the classroom for like five seconds, he's one of those people who just like goes nuts and makes the, the most amount of noise. To be honest, like, I was always one of those kids that would do that. Wait, <laughs> yeah, back in my old like I don't know. I know, like, when a teacher goes, for, if it's for, like, a minute or something, then I just, like, talk to people, but not, like, mm-hmm. make stupid noises. We went crazy in my old maths... My... What was it? This was my GCSE maths class. We would go insane when the, t- the teacher would always be late to lessons on, like, Fridays. Um, yeah, we would always we would always go crazy whenever the, te- when the teacher wasn't in on the Friday... Mo- Friday is at the beginning of the lesson. And to the point where, like, kids would be writing on the boards, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Kids would be throwing chairs across the room. Kids would be getting into fights. Like, like, but just, like, joke fights. Like, they're doing, you know, at the beginning of, like, boxing matches where they do that, like, yeah. puff their chest mm. out. Who can, who can do it the most? <laughs> they would do those kinds of things. They'd be standing on the desks. There was a point where we all decided to take our shoes off together. And, put, and we put, made, like, they, we lined all our shoes up at the back of the tape, the, the classroom in a row. Mm. And we all just, yeah, just like stuff like that. What period would we have last? I can't remember what period it was. No, because we have her, we have her period five, so she has to come and collect us. Because you know we we didn't get collected at that point because we were in the old year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were we would always go crazy, and then there was a point where the inspector was in school at that time, and they walked past <laughs> us, and the head teacher had to come in and like have a go at us and saying, "You're in top set. You should not. This you should be setting an example to the rest of the year, as if the other years have any idea what we're doing." But actually, one time we could hear them banging on the walls from next door because they were saying <laughs> we were making too much noise. But generally speaking, like most of the other kids in the year have no idea what our form are up to. We're then And they don't care as well. It's not as if like they're looking up to us as the set one kids. Um, yeah, it was just fun to throw some chairs about. Like, who cares? <laughs> it was fun to throw some it chairs. It was genuinely scary at some points. I thought people were going to get hurt. <laughs> we can't do that because we're on the top floor. So we're like in the science classrooms. In the science classrooms. Unless you want to throw buddy stools. Yeah, I mean, but there's other stuff you can do in science classrooms. You've got, like, chemicals and dangerous stuff. Not really. Really? Not really, not. And that's a shame. Not anymore. Uh, Just for the experiments and stuff. No, the only experiment we've ever done was, like, this basic one. It was, we didn't have any chemicals or anything. It was just, like, what? Like, a few pieces of magnets or something. Magnets. So, myself and my sister have been watching brooklyn 99 recently okay. binge watching the entire show um very good very nice nice it's very nice um i had you ever watched it before i'd watched like episodes here and there when it was on tv no. i mean i just thought it was like this stupid show <laughs> but like is but, it is it still the stupid show no i like it a lot <laughs> And so we thought we'd, like, break down our top five moments of the show. (laughs) (laughs) 
summer of the show and like hopefully we'll be able to get in like little clips of it of like sound bites of it so it's not just us talking you about things later, you? yeah i can add them but i'm just giving the people a heads up no i know happening. but i'm just saying you can add that one later yeah that hopefully okay so is it is it in any order i haven't actually thought about the order of it order you mean like season no as in like this is number five moment this is number one the best moment oh no. Or should we do it in do any do, order? No, just do it in any order. In any order. But I've got, like, a bunch of things that I'm like, okay, this was special to me. And they're not even <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? I mean, one... Go for your... I, fir- what's your What's your number five moment from the show? I thought you just said we're not doing these. Yeah, but we're just going to say, like... Because oh, we need to know that there are five number moments. number five moment. This doesn't mean it's the fifth best. Okay, uh, one moment. I mean... A quite emotional moment was when <laughs> Jake and Rosa go to prison, and then Jake's just like Jake does like, uh, like what a one minute cool thingy. So just like cool, 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 after the jury, after after the jury found him and Rosa guilty for like a for like a robbery. Bank oh, so it's not when they're actually in prison; it's the moment when they he gets sentenced yeah. to prison. Yeah, that's a good moment. Whoa, yeah, so, great! <laughs> oh yeah, and in that in in those sort of scenes, Rose's Rose's outfits, Rose's outfits. Oh, yeah, Rose's outfits. Like she wears like a pink suit or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want to explain to them why that's funny if for people who haven't oh. seen the show as well? Okay, because you because usually Rose's sort of like this. <sighs> Okay, for people who don't know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a show about police officers in New York. Brooklyn. In the 99th. Okay, come on. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, So, Rose is usually, like, this sort of hard girl. She, 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 She doesn't reveal anything about her. No, she basically keeps her two lives separate. So, like, her work life, she doesn't get it mixed with her, like, romantic life or whatever. Things she's, like she gets she's quite emotional at home. Yeah. And she always wears like a leather jacket and like skinny jeans. In the way how everyone's afraid of her. And boots. Everyone's afraid of her. And so Maybe when she came to, when she goes to court, it's what did you find funny about her going to court? Oh, uh, um her outfit because it was a bit out of the blue. I mean, not out of the blue. I what mean, was it, she wearing? It, she was just like she wore glasses, like the same sort of glasses you wear. And great, everyone will know what that is. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, she wore glasses and she wore like a pink suit and she had her hair done up neatly and you know. She looked like um, or it, it, it almost like a bit of a Chanel number, <laughs> as if yeah, it, it it was like a quite um, like a an older lady who's relatively well off wearing a pink suit with a skirt yeah. and everything. <clears throat> Mm. And then, so, but but that wasn't the thing. You, you liked the cool, cool, cool bit. Yeah, that's so. That's quite an emotional. Do you want to explain the cool, cool, cool thing? Oh, uh, so like Jake has this. Who's Jake? Jake, um, a uh, very good detective. The main character, <laughs> basically. Um, he has this sort of catchphrase, which is obviously the cools. He says them quite far. So it's like cool, 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 cool etc and like i thought that was quite cool i guess <laughs> jesus christ the reason why you like it was it was like it was the longest cool 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 he'd done 
Like and he's he's done he, them a lot in, throughout the show. It's like a reoccurring gag where he goes cool, 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 cool. But this one, it this, was when he gets sentenced to prison for like twenty years or something, and then he just goes cool, 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 and it goes on for literally like a minute. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if he took a single breath or how he even pronounces the word that fast mm-hmm. because I physically can't. Cool, 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 It doesn't sound like you're saying cool though. You just go ho 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 ho. It sounds like you're laughing. Yeah, like a a Tory laugh. Um. So that's your number five moment, and you thought it was emotional. I thought it was funny. Emotional, like you can't. Emotional. Well, they don't know what that means. You, they can't see you. Yeah, well. Not my problem. Explain yourself. Oh. Oh, well, mm, the most. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, the most sort of emotional scene there is. I don't think that it is like, the most emotional scene. <laughs> it's nowhere near the most emotional scene. Anyway, let's move on. That's your number five pick. <laughs> Melanie Hawkins was the most honorable cop I ever worked with. And the only reason I am here is because of that man, Jake Peralta. He offered me $300,000 to lie and say that she set him up. Okay, okay, this is bad. This is really bad. But just remember, we are not going to jail. We didn't do it. We're innocent. Guilty on all charges. Oh, guilty. Very cool. My number five pick is this is so dumb, but it's literally just like these two characters. One of them is Captain Holt, and the other one is Amy Santiago. And they're both the captain is obviously the captain, he's the one in charge, and he like shows zero emotions as well, but in like a different way to Is this the laugh? Shut up. In a different way to um to Rosa. Rosa's character, she's like, Oh, if I show emotions then someone must die. I'll beat you up. I'm a hard girl. Whereas Captain Whereas Captain Holt is just like extremely professional and just and his version of like he he's very precise and he's very smart and he's just incredibly professional to like as like almost robotic <laughs> basically and then amy santiago she's similar to him in the sense that she's like she's ba- he's she's basically a, a, a know-it-all she's a goody two-shoes <laughs> he's te- basically her mentor a teacher's pet yeah a hundred percent and so they have similar interests in like organizational skills and stuff like that. She's obsessed with what binders, binders and crap like that. <laughs> and anyway, there's this like this one bit where they just start laughing, and they, <laughs> and they're like laughing at one of these other characters because they didn't know something about I don't know, like it was organization. That, no, it was. Um, remember the episode where that there's this guy, there's this sort of doctor, and they have Charles with them, who's another character. And like, um, and like, um, so they're doing like, oh, what is it? They, we don't need to explain to... the whole detail. Like, just like the one moment, essentially. Oh. So it's essentially the moment where Amy, because Amy and Captain Holt have very similar interests in like these really weird topics <laughs> that no one else really gets. So then they, they start laughing at these other characters because they don't understand this thing that those two think is like really obvious or easy or whatever 
And I don't know, the reason why I like it is just because I thought their laugh was just so... It sounded really real and it was hilarious and it was in sync. And then at the end of the laugh, they both do a sigh at the same time. <laughs> they just go, oh, or something like that. And it was just, it was hilarious. I don't know. It was, I, it, it wasn't even like that much of a joke. It was just them laughing, but I thought it was really funny. Um, so that's my number five. Anyway, Dr. Yi is a genius in the field of forensic entomology. They call him Father Fly. How cool is that? Zero percent. How are insects going to help us? There weren't any in or around the body. Oh my God. You still think forensic entomology is all <laughs> blow flies and screw worms, don't you? It's <laughs> 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 oh. a good one, Santiago. What's your number four? Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, I had it like a moment ago. Oh, yeah, that's it. No, so like when Jake's in prison. So you're focusing mostly on the Jake in prison storyline. No, it's just this one last point. When Jake's in prison, his only friend is a cannibal. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny. Yeah, but is there a particular moment? Oh, oh yeah. So basically, so... So, a lot of stuff happens whilst he's in prison. Not going to talk about it because it'll take too... Anyway. Just get to your point. Anyway. Um, so, so he's... So, there was this sort of gangster guy in the prison and um, he was aiming for Jake, but he... What do you mean by aiming? Like, I'm, I'm coming to it. He was aiming for Jake, but then his cannibal friend stepped in and he... So, basically, the gangster guy stabbed him in the leg or something no wait it was like like near like one of his like near the shoulder blades basically and um and so he had to go to um he had to go to hospital for that obviously and then long story short jake gets released and he, i asked for a moment go, like a 30 second moment you're I giving am. the plot in the entire I'm not, episode i'm not i'm not i'm not and then so basically he, he just goes to see him in prison and then he's just like thanks thanks for doing that you really are a good friend and then he sort of hugs him but whilst he's hugging him he sort um the guy who's a cannibal he's trying to like obviously bite jake so that's your moment the bit where he tries to eat jake yeah the, the bit where the cannibal tries to eat jake yeah and when he tries to eat boil as well well that's a different moment so well he still tries to do it anyway Okay, so that's your number... I don't care. <laughs> number four. <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> You're so rude. I can't believe you. And can you actually, like, look up so that you're not speaking that way? She's so annoying. You're so not annoying. Not you, not you. Someone else. Your squad busted Melanie Hawkins. What? You're getting out. Come with me. Okay. Wait. Can I do one thing first? I wanted to say goodbye. I can't believe you saved my life. I would not do it again. It really hurt. Nah, but you did do it. And I regret it so much. Caleb, you're ruining this. Look, I just wanted to say thank you for everything. You got me through this. I'm going to miss you. Aww. Put it there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your number four? Um, my number four is... It's got to be one of the heist moments oh the they, heist. they have like these reoccurring heists that happen it's supposed to be every halloween and every season they have another one and it's they're they're always the best 
I'm trying to think. There has to be one heist moment that's my favourite. Oh, oh, well, it has to be... If I'm picking a heist moment, it has to be the moment... Oh, here we go. <laughs> it has to be the moment where Jake uses, Jake uses the heist in order to um, propose to his girlfriend, Amy. We Seriously? Both, what? It's a heist moment. Okay. It, I, I gasped. <laughs> I was so surprised. Honestly. Blew, blew me away. Like, whatever. What is wrong with you? Whatever. <laughs> Do you not even care? I mean, they're not my favourite characters, so whatever. Well, neither of them. No, my favourite character is Gina. She's so... <laughs> Gina. <laughs> Gina. Oh. Okay, well, that let me put that one as well. I've got a Gina moment as well. But um, no. so yeah, my favorite moment is where like they they so whenever they do the heist, everyone in the in the show is like competing against each other to win whatever. Like this time, it was one of those like belts that they win in boxing, those uh, really yeah. big belts. And so everyone was trying to win it, and then Amy thinks she wins it. So she like, and then she reads it, what it says, and it says like, "Will you marry me?" And then I died. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I was so happy and so surprised. He might as well have been um, proposing to me. I couldn't breathe. So that's my number. <laughs> that's my number four. You see, Jake, I'm always going to be one step ahead of you. You've lost the ability to surprise me. You're just plain boring. Again, weird take on our very loving relationship. And it's midnight, so I guess I'm an amazing human slash genius. Yeah. Although, you might want to read the inscription on that there belt. Why? Oh no, what does it say? Amy Santiago, will you marry me? Surprise. I'm so confused. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm so confused, I don't know what's happening right now. Title your sex tape. Oh my god, I'm shaking. I'm definitely gonna cry. Title of your sex tape. Wait, is this really happening? Is this part of the heist? If this is part of the heist, I will dump you so hard. No, please, Abe's like, it's really happening, okay? It's not part of the heist, I promise. This is real. It is? Yeah. Okay, here goes. Ames, I love you. I love how smart you are. I love how beautiful you are. I love your face and I love your butt. I should have written this down first. No, no, it's okay. Go on. I love how much you pretend to like Die Hard. I like the second one. You don't have to. Okay. Yeah. You're kind and you're funny and you're the best person I know and the best detective. Also, for reals, I love your butt. I love yours, too. Gross. <laughs> Amy Santiago, will you marry me? Jake Peralta, I will marry you. No, what's, stop. What's your, stop it. What's your number three moment? I think, I had one. Oh, God. What was it? Um, I told you about it before. Do you remember? No. Oh, that's helpful. I mean, oh, okay, here's a good one. So, so Gina, she's... Explain who Gina is. Gina, who's sort of like um, Captain Holt's assistant. She is mysteriously pregnant. And so she, she makes a big deal out of it. No, she doesn't really make a big deal out of it. Other people do. But, like, she sort of what takes... What do you mean by it, mysteriously pregnant? So, so... Like she, she is acting quite. She's acting quite suspicious, and I don't know. One of the characters, um, um, sort of had a theory that she was pregnant, and obviously they were right. And so, so she sort of takes advantage, 
of that saying that like the the baby daddy is like someone really famous and like she's going to a restaurant to like go and have lunch with him or something like that but then in the end it's just like a boil <laughs> it's it's just a boil as a boil so a person from charles's family basically yeah, and explain um, why that's funny oh it's funny because um gina is basically was is basically part of the family because of their parents being together and the fact that um she had sex with she 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 like had this sort of fling with charles even though she like hated him because they're really different people yeah she's how do you describe gina she's um she's an influencer (laughs) (laughs) she's she thinks a lot of herself and she and with some people that could be quite an annoying quality but for her it's just really funny yeah whereas and boyle is just like a weirdo charles boyle and he's got a family of like a million cousins and they're all really strange just like him (laughs) and so she's sort of forced into the family because the parents because her mother married his father and that means she knows who all the cousins are and then they figure out that the person she's having a kid with is one of the cousins and Boyle <laughs> is like so angry about my it. moment okay explain it then oh yeah so Boyle's really angry at the moment and then he, he and they're just like why are you angry it's sort of like in the family and then he she's just like no he she and he's just like no he doesn't have it with one of the usual you know the better cousins he has it with what's the guy's name like Malcolm like, I can't remember the name, but it's like she's Boyle. Boyle's like it's not one of the good cousins, and all the cousins are like not that. They're really weird <laughs> and like odd. I don't know how to describe them. They're just weirdos, and so he's like, oh yeah, she's dating the black sheep of the family, and everyone's <laughs> like, and then he, he builds up as if like this guy is a complete loser, and then they show the guy, and he's like the most normal, like <laughs> non. <laughs> <laughs> non-boil person and that's like in in the best way possible <laughs> it's just funny the way he just he like builds him up to be like, like this completely disgusting creep loser to our family like the complete loser of the family when he's actually the most like normal and probably like respectable of all of them <laughs> yeah so that's your number three yeah number three I found out why Gina lied about the non-disclosure agreement. Because of how invasive and crazy you are? Oh, Terry, you gullible little rube. It's because of which cousin it is. That's right. I found out which Boyle seed did the deed. The father is Milton. Who's Milton? We're not a part of your family. He's a total loser. I mean, of all the Boyles to bang, why bang Milton Boyle? He's that bad? He's that bad? Wow, Terry, you are a rube. Milton's a troll. Okay. Look, we have to be supportive. Gina is our friend. Oh, oh my God, he's here. You guys try not to puke all over yourselves when you see him. Hi, Milton. Oh, hey, Charles. He's a boy, right? Don't look at his weird face. You'll make him feel bad. Hey, hey, uh, have you seen Gina? You mean ever? <laughs> Get more specific, Milton. Ah! Milton! Hey! <laughs> what are you doing here? Thought I would take my warrior goddess out to a surprise dinner. Oh. Is a surprise that you can afford dinner since you dropped out of high school? I left after junior year to be a professional snowboarder. Oh. And now he owns a winter apparel company that donates snow to the poor. Water. You're so amazing. You're so amazing. Oh, they're dancing now. Are you guys doing the Lombada? Huh. I guess we are. I hadn't noticed. 
Sometimes we just do that. Oh, you guys make a cute couple. You're welcome. Now enjoy watching us leave. Hey, I had a great idea for a baby name. What is it? If it's a girl, how about the Enigma? Oh my god, I already thought of that. And then if it's a boy, it could just be the Enigma. <laughs> Bye, Charles. I love you. Bye, Milton. I love you too. Come on, Charles. You have to admit, they're perfect for each other. Yeah, I guess I'm happy for her. Let's just hope the baby doesn't get his looks. What a dweeb. No, bro. He's hot. My number three moment. I guess I'll do Gina as well. Um. There's so many to pick. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, so bloody hot. I like her relationship with Captain Holt because it's just funny how she's so sassy and he sort of learns to borrow some of her qualities. Influencer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, yes. So there's, there's, yeah, my moment is when he. Captain Holt is trying to become the commissioner of the NYPD and it means that he has to like have a social media presence and so they make him an account and they <laughs> they put his, his they put his, <laughs> and his the name he puts for it is like a million different like numbers and letters it's like it's Raymond Holt in some sort of in like, of, like some kind of code or something yeah and then it, they they confuse him for a bot, and they say you can't have this account. <laughs> they, they they close his his account gets shut down by I don't know Twitter or Instagram whatever it is because they think he's a bot. And then <laughs> and then and then Gina takes over, and then she creates like a dog account for his his dog Cheddar. And I, I, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he's a bot. Yeah, and he's like, no, I am a I am a human, and the way he says it is like. There's irony in it. It's quite funny. Sir, it got another retweet from the mayor. It got a retweet from the governor. Well, I have already set up my accounts and not to toot my own bugle, but I think I did an admirable job. Oh, okay. What's your handle? I'll be your first follower. It's at 526-1796-D6E6-420-486-F6-C74. It spells Raymond Holt in hexadecimal code. Clever, right? Captain, are you sure you wouldn't like some help with this? Oh, no need. Now, for my first tweet, I think I should give an update on the water main break that's actually informative. NYC H2O-Main sit rep colon at... 2040 EDT, current PSI 456, max cap 2040000 LPM. Suck on that, tasty lemon drop, Olivia Crawford. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. What? My account has been deactivated. Twitter thinks you're a bot. Why? I'm a human. I'm a human male. Anyway, your turn, Jess. Number two. Number two. Oh, okay. I guess I'm going to be doing this. Soz. Um, so number two is... So my number two is when... So this guy, Teddy, he he's Amy's, like, ex. He's Amy's ex, basically. And, um after breaking after amy broke up with him because he was incredibly boring and had no personality at all you can't talk that way they can't no personality at all um so so basically anytime anytime he sees her he always proposes to her even like even when uh, amy and jake get married he's just like amy santiago will you marry me and then <laughs> and then everyone just looks at him like he's a complete imbecile and and that he of course she's gonna say no. Is there one particular moment where he proposes? Uh, I, I guess when he proposes on her wedding day. Oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> He's a bit of a nutter. Bit of a nutter. 
he's just so and the way he thinks that like going to a, a jazz a jazz um like a like going to brunch at like a jazz place is so cool and so like to be I'm fair a bad I, think boy that, now. I think that's pretty cool but he he always manages to make it boring yeah and the way you know when he proposed to amy when when he just like oh i see things aren't going great for you guys here so i've been meaning to say this for a while so Amy's no the best pro- the best proposal is when he proposes to in front, amy in front of his, in front of his own girlfriend he's found a new girlfriend as like a rebound from That's amy after they break up i thought you were talking about a different no, the one at the wedding that one. Oh, okay then carry on oh yeah so so be so they sort of stage a fake fight in front of him. Who? You have to say Oh, Amy and, Amy and, and, um, what's his name again? Jake. Yeah, him. They sort <laughs> they, um. The main stage, character. Yeah. They stage a fake fight in front of, um, uh, what's his name again? I forgot my mind's gone back. Teddy. Yeah, they stage a fake fight, um, in front of him. And so he sort of. And his think, girlfriend. Yeah, and his girlfriend. So he sort of thinks they're on like a, they're Rough. on yeah they're on a rough patch and so he take he gets a cab and he catches up with them and so they have to sort of continue with the fake fight and then he just like oh i see things aren't going well so he sort so he's just like oh amy santiago will you marry me and then he's got and then his and then no one was expecting that and his girlfriend was right behind him like what and then he was just like oh i'm really sorry i was sort of planning planning on you being in the car whilst i do this <laughs> and he carries on anyway he just continues to propose and do all this stuff while she's just there and he keeps saying can you just go away while i do this and then and then she rejects him she doesn't want to marry him and then he's like okay darling so where do you want to go now and she's like mate i don't want to marry you You just proposed to another girl it was quite funny <laughs> hey guys it's teddy from jazz brunch hey teddy it's teddy from jazz brunch why is he here i don't know but the fake fight's back on so shut it, you big mouth bitch and your stupid sneakers. If you don't like my shoes, you can just tell me. Hi. Can I talk to you guys about something? Actually, Teddy, this is not a good time. We're still having a pretty big fight. Well, I think what I'm about to say may solve things. Amy, I'm still in love with you. What? 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 Uh-oh. A skip is cup scoop. This is super uncomfortable. Jazz. Okay, okay, everybody just calm down and take a deep breath. Yeah, what the hell is going on? You got a girlfriend. I know, and she's fine. Thanks. Sorry, I was really planning on you being in the cab during this. Okay, that wouldn't make it better. Amy, I'm just, I'm not over you yet, and I would have never said anything because I thought you and Jake were happy, but after seeing you at Jazz Brunch, I think I might have been wrong. Don't read into that. That was a freak argument. We are very happy. Amy, we have all the same interests. We have so much chemistry. When we're together, it's like no matter where we are, it's San Diego. I feel compelled to tell you that San Diego is terrible. We'll lay it all on the line. Amy Santiago, will you marry me? What? Okay, really, could you stay in the cab? I'm sorry, I'll be right there, I promise. Or maybe I won't. What's your answer? Teddy, I don't want to be with you. But you want to be with him? You guys have nothing in common. Oh, yeah? Tell that to William Atherton, the man we both consider to be the second best diehard villain. (gasps) She meant it. And also, yes, we are different people, but I love that about us. I love that Jake's a little messy and that he cares so much about his dumb sneakers and he doesn't get stressed out about calendars. Or flossing my teeth. No, the non-flossing is crazy. Copy that and I love you. I'm just so confused. Your fight was like something out of a movie. Teddy, I have to tell you the truth. No, Amy is dying. She has one month to live. Marrying her would be a waste of time. 
Jake and I were only pretending to fight so that we could destroy your phone. While we were on the stakeout and you were in the bathroom, we said you were the most boring man in America and your phone recorded it. I'm sorry. We didn't want you to get mad at us and fail the precinct. Wow. You guys are the worst. Oh. You just proposed in front of your girlfriend, so potato, potato. Amy, I loved you. All right, I'm ready to go, Rachel. Should we hit up the tenement museum? No! no. Um, what's your number that two? Was, that was your number two, right? Yeah, what's yours? So my number two will have to be... I'd thought about this earlier, and now I've forgotten what they were. Amy Santiago. I think it has Nicolas. to be a boil moment. Nicolas. No, not that. <laughs> oh, I know what my... Okay, I, I have a good one. So, my number two moment is... There's a period in time where Captain Holt and Jake have to go into witness protection. And... And whilst they're there, they have to live in, like, Florida, I think it is. And Captain Holt is gay, and he, he, but his character that he's playing now, he's in witness protection, is straight. And every time he tries to play a straight man, he always does the same thing. He always refers to, like, a woman's breasts. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's his way of, like, trying to seem straight. He's like, oh, if I'm straight, I just have to talk about a woman's breasts. But the way he does it is so awkward. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, and he's like... <laughs> He starts going on these like daily walks, like these power walks with these with the old ladies and around in the area. And whenever he goes on walks with them, he's always trying to keep up appearances of him being a straight guy. And he's just like, "Oh, my wife and her. Oh, what do I love most about my wife? I'd probably say what it is her voluptuous or like her her big round breasts, <laughs> her, her beautiful round." Um, circular breasts and he always refers to them in that way and I just yeah I think it's really funny because he's op overcompensating for not being straight yeah so that's my number two moment <laughs> Greg you're such a cracker forget Anne who should we fix him up with huh oh now Sal you know I'm still getting over the tragedy loss of my wife she was such a strong female woman with nice heavy breasts who's that oh that's my neighbor hey Larry I wish my son had your backbone then he could finally divorce Emily what does he see in her anyway probably her breasts which are heavier than average I don't mean to be crude ladies but that's just how the straight mind works Oh, hey, Larry. Uh, hello, Groot. Greg. So, what's your number one? Um, my number one pick's gonna be, you know, it's obviously gonna be a Doug Judy moment, because he's just like, oof. And Explain. <laughs> he's, he's the Pontiac bandit. No, give me. And he's, he's very funny, put it that way, and... No, but you have to explain. I know, I know, I know, I know. Jesus. No. There's so, a funny character in a comedy. Can you believe it? I know, right? Um, no, no, I'm not going at you here. I know, I know, I know. No, so he's like the Pontiac Bandit, and he's sort of... He's a criminal, but at the same time, he's like one of Jake's best buds. He's like a re he's a reoccurring character that comes like once a se once a season, and every time, him and Jake, they have this like complicated relationship where they're friends, but obviously Jake is trying to like get him arrested because he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, like, a funny dynamic. Um, and every time he thinks that they've become close and that, like, they've won each other's trust, Doug Judy betrays him and, like, runs away. Yeah, and so... so your favourite moment is? My favourite moment, like, like throughout, throughout this show, his obsession with Rosa is obviously brilliant. 
and well that's until he actually gets married um but like like in season what is this like season three or something i'm not sure if that's right but anyway so he has this song that he specifically made that he that he performs and he specifically made for rosa basically and basically it it sort of like shows how he's obsessed with rosa it's just a funny song really that's it yeah i agree it's great (laughs) rosa 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 it's so crowded in here and the lighting is way too sexy to see anything right there on the floor is the man you're looking for he's right in front of you a little bit to the left my left my left my left my left come on this way he's in a red shirt no not the asian dude i'm talking about a bright red shirt that's the man you're looking for that's the man you've been looking for i got him follow this is me still a love song, come, people. come on this is still a love song where'd he go my number one moment would be oh i've forgotten what it was now Rosa, Rosa, what was my number Rosa. one moment do you remember you never told me or yeah did i did you? uh Okay, so my number one moment is it's related to this another recurring joke that happens throughout the show where Jake, the main character, is obsessed with Die Hard um, and then they pass the tower where Die Hard is set, the first film. Um, Actually, I don't know where the other ones are set. I only know where the first one is. So it might be the same place. But but anyway, so it's it's called the Nakatomi Tower. Is that it? Something, Something like that. It's got like a Japanese type name. Um, but yeah, he gets to the tower and then he gets really excited and he goes there and then he wants to get his photo of everything <laughs> and it's just like him just going, take a, take my picture of it, take my picture of it. And it's just like a wall. And he's like, oh my God, this is the wall where somebody walks past at, at like one moment in the film. Yeah. Take my picture of it. And he's just so enthusiastic. It's, it's funny. It's me with a lot of things. Like I relate. Can we go in, sir? Fine. Just make it quick. Yes. Pull it over there, Argyle. This is the name of the driver in the movie. We're going to Nakatomi Plaza. There's going to be role play. Oh, my God. It's even more beautiful than I imagined. It's an empty floor that's under construction. Just like in the movie. Charles, this is the floor that John McClane ran on with his bare feet. Take my picture with it. This is the window where John McClane said, welcome to the party, pal. Take my picture with it. This is the event where John McClane said, come out to the ghost. We'll get together, have a few laughs, take my picture with it. This is the space where, even though it's not really evident in the dialogue, you can tell John McClane realizes he should have been a better husband to Holly Gennaro. Take my picture with it. 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 But then he unclasps the watch and hugs falls. That's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one. Okay, all 600 of these are great. We should probably head to the airport. We have more time if you need it. There's literally nothing left for me to shoot. Can I do one more? Oh, you want a sick moment? Okay, go. Just want, like, want this last one. Go. So after Gina quits being, like, quits working with the 9-9, she sort of becomes this influencer online. And so there was this one time where she gets, like, a death threat and she has to get, um... And she has to get, like, what is it, police, like, police protection, basically. And um, so she has, like, one of these um, talks with her, with her so-called followers. And, um, and, like, they sing songs. They sing really weird songs. And um, 
They even have the, what the Jean commandments, like the and, com- like the Ten Commandments. Yeah, like and they literally adore her, which I guess. So is, what moment in specific, specifically? The the Jean commandments. The bit where they're like <laughs> where she's like addressing all of her subjects. Yeah, and the yeah. way how they 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 always cheer for her, and they're just like, oh my god, that's Gina. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, there was nothing. So those are our top, <laughs> top five for me, top six for her, because she's greedy. Um, but, like, I don't think that co- fully covers the comedy of the show. It's actually really, really funny. I, there's not many shows, like comedies, where I'm, like, laughing out loud Lol. a lot of the time. This is one of them. I mean, we didn't get any moments with Terry, which is kind of a sad one. But I, I mean, yeah, but whatever. Whatever. You know, we, we've done our best. And, yeah. So that was cool. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. You're just laughing. <laughs> so do you like do you like your top five picks or your top six picks? Yeah, they're alright. They're alright. Right. Do you want to come back on the podcast and do another episode with me? Sure, whatever. Sure, whatever. <laughs> She's acting like she wasn't asking to do another one. Was I? Oh yeah, I was just nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try to act all cool that like you're not even bothered. Never said that. But that's what you're doing. Sure, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Huzzah! Oh, don't. Shut up! <laughs> I'll, I'll say huzzah if I want to say huzzah. Huzzah! Don't.